Welcome back to the Elemental Evan Show. Thank you all very much for tuning in to part two of the fasting and its benefits with Caleb Wood. Yes, sir. If you have not already listened to part one, feel free to go back and listen to it. Uh, This is also going to be jam-packed with some good stuff, but it might be good to listen to the first one and then build your way up to here. However you do it, just enjoy. (laughs) And without further ado, here's Caleb Wood. Say hello, my big guy. What's going on, uh, Elementals? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. All the Elementals, man. We're all the Elements, you know? Um, We are. I love it beautiful all right we're gonna we're just gonna jump right into this guys so uh the question that we had left off on was talking about our own experiences with fasting so i'm gonna let caleb kind of take this away with how he got into it and how much he's done it and how long he's done it for so take it away big dog um man i don't really know i can't pinpoint like like oh, oh that was uh, i read a book and then i started fasting or anything like that i think it was just as I got more into yoga, like mm-hmm. probably late college years, like when I had uh, um, an elbow surgery and I was really recovering, doing a lot of yoga and just getting more into yoga and like like the yoga culture. Um, and my partner at the time was certified and she was, you know, that was our world. We were going to yoga all the time and everything. And so I think just in talking with people, um, someone was like, Oh, do you fast or have you fasted? Or I had known about it. And then I think just trying it out a few times and, um, just being like, wow, it feels good. It feels mm-hmm. nice. Like not to eat anything it feels nice not to worry about food. Uh, my body feels good. Um, yep. so I just, I think, liberating. I think from there, I just started trying it more and more, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's probably been, Man, that was probably like 2016 or so. Oh, wow. Nice. 17. Nice. Yeah, 2016, mm-hmm. 17, around there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I said, when I was probably introduced to it. Okay. So just ending my, my college time. Yeah. So what's that, five years, six years? It's, yeah. Yeah, it's a, good, yeah. it's a good amount of time. Not yeah. saying that I've like been fasting since then and like all back and forth, like fasting like right, crazy. Right. You know what I mean? Just I think I was introduced to it around then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. I mm-hmm. um. What about you? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, the while I was, I got into yoga back in 2013, 2014, but I didn't really fast then because I, I was really honestly just focused on like the asana portion of it, you yeah. know, doing the poses in the classes or whatever. Well, well, real quick, in wrestling, did you guys fast to cut weight? <laughs> Unhealthily so. Yeah. Yeah. That's gnarly. Okay. Actually, you, you know probably what? water fasted too, like no, no water. So, um, I actually, I never did that all the, well, actually I kind of did. <laughs> um, yeah, man. It, it was actually, it's, it's very unhealthy the way I did it, but I was coming from football into wrestling and I had a drop from I think like 235 to 215 I want to say some of the stories you'll hear like about people dropping weight Dude, like I'm pretty big into like I I love fighting like UFC yeah yeah and um I want to start doing it myself a little more dude but, hit up Angel uh, yeah I know I know we That's need to crazy. hit we need to, we need to hit up Angel yeah, Wilson man yeah. go to UFC gym <laughs> That's sick um but some of the stories of people dropping mm-hmm. 30 40 pounds mm-hmm. yeah. in a crazy oh yeah amount of time I I dropped um That's so crazy I dropped I think it was 15 pounds in two weeks dude yeah. Uh, so this was my routine back at the time. I would have done it differently That's now. So wild. It it was 
it was actually, um, it took a real toll on me uh, as like my personality. Um, mm. Like I was, I was real quiet. I wasn't like, actually people were coming up to me being like, dude, are you good? And I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm cool. <laughs> but uh, no, I, the way I did it was I would wake up in the morning and my mom would make a English muffin with some uh, egg and uh, I would eat that in the morning. And then I would go all day without any food. And then right before practice, I would crack open a Cliff Bar, <laughs> drink a little bit of water. Just get a little glucose uh -huh, spike. Get a little spike. And then I would go to practice. And then afterwards, oh even gosh. during practice, um, you would only at water break take one gulp of water. Like that, because water's so heavy, right? So That's then so it was, yeah, it was real bad. And then uh, I would go home, I would eat two fruits, whatever kind of fruits I had, so orange, apple, banana, something like that, and go to bed. And my sister loved it because I used Whoa. to kill all the food at our house. And it was the one time where like there She's was like, I got food. Yeah. <laughs> Evan's not eating everything. Yeah. That's funny. So that was my. Damn, dude, that's crazy. It, it, and, and I. And training in between all of that. Dude, like that's gnarly. We used to start practice with like two mile runs. Yeah. I, it was insane. Yeah. I, I don't know. Wow. I don't really know how I made it through. But, but that thing, was your first experience. Though. First experience, <laughs> man. And I was lucky because I am a bigger guy. So once I got my weight under control, it stayed there. And then mm. I pretty much could eat and until uh, I was full and I, I was good. I yeah. stayed my weight. Uh, whereas the smaller guys, man, they had a... A constantly cut weight. I don't yeah, know how they do it. It's rough, man. Uh, they actually would you chew. You gotta love that sport to go through that. 100%. They would chew on Starburst because it makes your mouth water and they would spit in a bottle. If they're like in crunch time Whoa. to make weight. To just try pulling out water from yes. the body. And, the, and they would spit and fill up a water bottle and they knew exactly how much that water bottle weighed. And yeah, it was, it was really crazy. Like, oh, I spilled up half of it. It weighs, uh, uh, you yeah. know, a few so ounces. Much, or, yeah. Whoa. Mm. Wow. Um, so there was that. Crazy. I've never really talked to like a, like a fighter or wrestler yeah. talking about that. It's crazy. It's, um, and they, they've gotten kind of strict on it, which is good. You know, I mean, kids need to be healthy. Uh, but there was also... Um, this story back in the day supposedly I don't know what school it was or what coach it was but apparently a kid didn't make weight he was just barely over his coach had him running laps in the um did in the parking lot or something no he, he was okay but what they did is they took these dry towels I know this sounds really weird this is a, my coach told me this supposedly they rubbed him with these towels Whoa. to like bring off like dead skin cells or something i don't i have no idea that's to help so, him like make weight isn't that so weird next level there's yeah. like some crazy stories um that's but, interesting. It, but i mean that's like very rare obviously like i never saw that happen yeah. it's, it's usually people maybe try to take like a laxative or something you know right. um do a little coffee enema uh -huh, yeah yeah get, get everything out but you know that's the unhealthy side of yeah that's the fast yeah. don't yeah. Uh, push for here that is what you not... want to stay away from <laughs> uh, but that's yeah that, that what I did love about that though was that was the first time I ever tried to control how much food I ate right and that was very interesting wow um, and then in I think that was 2017 or 18 um, I was just graduating college I had been staying up stupid late eating all the stuff I shouldn't eat late at night. And then I remember I finished school and I came down to Southern California um, to work with my dad in air conditioning. And I was like, this is it. I need to really kind of like change my diet up. So I read the book, uh, Genius Foods by Max Lugavere. And he kind of breaks down a form of a ketogenic diet really with intermittent fasting. And so I just was, you know, I, I was really inspired by the book. I gave it a try. Long story short, I was shedding 
literally a pound a day for a while. And I did this for wow, through doing fasting, like fasting and fasting uh, wow. like a, um, yeah, type of ketogenic diet. Dude, it's yeah. incredible. Once you can really get your body to that state of burning mm-hmm. fat, it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy. I, um, I actually dropped 30 pounds in three and a half months, wow. I think is what it was. Damn. So, so was like, yeah. there, but there was a couple weeks where I remember I'd weigh myself every day and mm. it was one pound, one pound, one, like practically exactly a pound every day. It was, an, it was nuts, man. I, I actually, it was terrible. I got up to my football weight while in college, but I wasn't doing the lifting. <laughs> so you know how that goes. That, that freshman 15. Uh-huh. Oh man. man. And then I came down and I dropped to... I think it was actually the lowest weight even in wrestling that I had, which was really crazy. Wow. Yeah, it was a wow. trip. Right so, on, man. Anyways, that was, that was my experience, long man. story short. So when did, you, when did you say you like started um, getting into fasting a little bit? When was that? It would have been, uh, I want to say the summer of 2017. I know okay. it was the summer and I... It was either 2017 or nice. 18. I can't wow. remember exactly, nice. but it was one of those. Yeah. Nice. So we got, we got a decade of experience. There little, you go. You know, yeah. like of messing around with this stuff. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Time flies, man. It is. It's wow. Fine. Wow. Yeah. So, but yeah, that, that was, that was how I got into it. And then aside from that though, my experience with it was, it was super hard to fast in the beginning. Um, especially moving to a ketogenic diet and focusing mainly on fats, you mm. know, and, and like really cutting out carbs big time. Yeah. Uh, it was really kind of hard to do the fasting in the beginning. And then I slowly built up, which I think is a really, uh, a, a good thing to do. And I tell that to people now is mm. when you first try to fast, just try like 12 hours or something where it's not even a full fast, but just to yeah. show that you can get there. Yeah. Someone asked me yesterday, actually, mm. um, cause I told them about this podcast yes. and they were like, Oh, you know, I've never done it before. Or what do you, what would you say to someone who just starting? I, I told them skip, uh, or no, don't skip. Just don't eat two hours before bed. Beautiful. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then in the morning you're already at a 10 hour fast. If, yes. if that is, if you're getting eight hours of sleep. Right. And then it's already 10 hours. And then at that time, see how you feel in the morning. If you're not hungry, try to go two more hours. Yes. And then 12 hours. Yes. That is like, that's, I feel like that shouldn't even be considered an intermittent fast. Yeah. You know what I mean? That yeah. is just a natural. It's kind of how we should do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that was my, and one of the points I wanted to, to get to was, was if you wanted to try this and I'm sure we'll get into this a little more, but if you want to start getting into it, that's how you start. Yes. You know? Yes. Skip breakfast. Or don't eat two hours before dinner or before sleep. Sorry. Yes. And I actually, um, the way I usually do it too is the more time you can have before going to bed with fasting is really beneficial. Um, you know, coming from experience with my dad who started actually doing that, he used to eat really close to night and he would get mm. such bad heartburn that he would actually wake up and throw up. Yep. That was, that was me. For not, real? Not throwing up, but acid okay. reflux like crazy Whoa. when I was younger. He, yeah. he would literally wake up and go throw up it, depending on the meal he ate and all that. But he had such bad acid reflux. So he started changing up his diet and and one of the big ones was stopping. He would go up sometimes up to four hours before bed without eating. Nice. And it was like literally night and day change. And that helps you sleep. Like last night, I slept really well. Yeah, you just because jump we, in. We were fasted. At mm-hmm. that point, we were eight. Uh, uh, eight well, depending on what time you went. Uh, what time yeah. did you hop in bed at? 
Like 10. Actually, like 9.40 last oh, night. Oh, so you went. I got some good sleep last night. You Yeah, you were at least at like 10 hours. Yeah. yeah. And at that point, your body is just chilling. It's mm-hmm. it's not focused on the food inside you. It's focused on maintaining. Yep. It's focused on getting good sleep. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. You know? All the stuff it should be focused yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Rather mm-hmm. than digesting the food that you consume yeah. before bedtime. Well, let me ask you this That's too. Huge. Have you heard about, you know, so like, um, for those of you who don't know, like cortisol is, um, mm. you know, kind of secreted in the morning specifically because that's kind of like what gets you up and going. Right. Um, and I've heard, I can't remember where, but that cortisol when spiked, like, uh, cause it spikes for like an hour in the morning. Right. Mm. And I've heard that if you eat within the first hour, your body is more likely to store the food as fat yeah. because of the cortisol. Mm-hmm. It's like, it kind of, the way I heard it explained, I don't know if this is totally true, but they said that it's almost like if you look ancestrally, like if you were to get food that early in the morning, you would just save it for later in the day. So the best way to do that is to store it as fat. Um, that's what I had heard. I don't really know, but in general, I do think it is a great idea to kind of give your body a cool hour before you put anything yeah. aside from water in yeah. it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I've, I think I've heard the same thing as okay. well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure who said okay. it, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, cool. So anything else you want to touch on with your experience there or ready to move on? No, man, that's good. Yeah, let's rock and roll. Let's get into some uh, some topics here. Sick. Um, okay, well, real quick, I'm going to break down what is going on in the body each phase of the fast so nice very cool this is all coming from uh mind body green they're a really cool company go check them out and uh they put up this whole little list of what happened so i'm just gonna kind of like go through it here with you guys so from zero to four hours essentially what's happening is your body is just using up the energy that you literally just ate to power your current activity and for cellular and tissue growth uh your pancreas produces insulin the hormone right This allows your body to use up the glucose that was released in your bloodstream after the meal and store any excess energy in your cells for later use. Okay, so now moving on to like the better stuff. So four to 16 hours. So the second phase kicks off after four hours and lasts up to about 16 hours from your last meal. This is the catabolic or breakdown phase when all of those nutrients start being released from storage to be used as energy. So now the glucose sent to your cells is actually being released and that's being used for energy. Because now there's nothing really in the body or like in the stomach or in the uh, digestive system, right? Like it's all kind of- All the food's been gone. Yep probably maybe pooped out by now yeah 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 it's all it's all been processed and so now the excess uh glucose and stuff that was sent to the cells by the insulin is now being released and and being used so cool yeah um (laughs) and then uh once the energy stored in the cells runs out your body starts to rely instead on stored fat this process of releasing fat and burning it up for energy releases chemicals known as ketone bodies for energy, which usually happens around the 16 hour mark. So this is kind of interesting too, though, because ketosis. Yeah. Is that ketosis? That ketosis. <laughs> the, uh, but uh, so depending on your diet though, it can take you longer 
to or shorter to yeah. get into a state of ketosis. Yeah. It can actually um, take up to like two to five days for some people. I've heard even longer. Yeah. Whoa. Like a week. Whoa. Like a week or more. Yeah. If you're um, like carb heavy or something. Yeah. yeah exactly. Oh, wow. If you've been eating a carb centric and sugar centric diet, oh, right. which a lot of people, especially with, with gluten, yep. they take in that gluten and your body kind of treats it as sugar, right? Mm-hmm. It, it creates a glucose spike, a huge spike, yep. an insulin spike. And, um, their body is used to that. Like it's, it doesn't now, it doesn't have that metabolic flexibility. Right. Right. And so it doesn't have the ability necessarily to, mm. to jump to that fat burning stage just yet. Whoa. So that's, that's why the keto diet is a really good way to reset and find oh, your, okay. yeah, you okay. know, because it's taking out the carbs, taking out the sugar. It's really just eliminating, right. and getting back to real foods right? Um, and uh, cutting out uh, refined and, and processed foods. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, it can take, um, I, I think I've heard up to even two weeks oh for someone gosh. to really reset and Whoa. like get back to it. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Sisson has a great, um, I think it's 21 day, um, uh, blueprints or oh, prim- okay. pr- 21 day primal blueprint reset, I think, oh, wow. which I will actually be offering as a coaching program, Sick. not to plug myself, but yeah, no, plug, plug, bro, plug, plug away. Um, I love e- it. eventually after I, um, I've, I've running my 12 week, 24 week programs right now with a few clients. And so after, you know, get my boots on the ground mm-hmm. a little longer, I'll be running a 21 day reset. Beautiful. And that'll be to, a primal to, reset. That will be to get people so into metabolic flexibility oh. and away from metabolic syndrome. I like that of being of being overweight and depending on carbs and sugar. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that's really that, good stuff, that, man. It's kind of confusing, like insulin right. resistance and yeah. sensitivity and all that, but. You know, we're, I think we're trying to break it down a little for bit. Sure, for sure, for sure. I mean, it, it, this isn't something you just get right away. You kind of sure. have to read it a bit and, and go over it. But um, I learned so much last night, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also, oh, I was going to talk about um, also once you go into that state of ketosis, one mm. thing people don't really recognize is that once your body starts burning fat mm. instead of carbs and sugars and blah, blah, blah. What ends up happening is a very well-known phenomenon called the keto flu. Have you ever heard of that? Mm, I have. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't really get that too much when I went through it or like when I first started um, fasting, but essentially you have a lot of like toxins and stuff stored up in your fat and they mm. haven't really been touched if you don't go through a phase of fasting, right? Yeah, your fat cells are really good at storing, yes. storing crap, right? Like, yes. Like storing... Uh, I don't Every and anything. Kind of, I, yeah. I don't really know exactly. Yeah, yeah, but. We'll have to dig a little deeper. We will have to dig on that. to learn there. Um, but yeah, it's. So for those of you who don't know, though, if the keto flu is when you start doing fasting and you, you start, you know, burning this fat, essentially, these toxins can be released in your body and mm. they can kind of give you a flu like symptom. Uh, but if you take activated charcoal which is very good at binding to these toxins it can help it pass through you without having experience very cool um, the issues yeah nice and staying hydrated staying big time hydrated while you're doing it yeah your body's detoxing right it's like pulling out 100 from like it's it's like oh hey look we need to tap in to mm-hmm. the to the uh, excess storage. Yep. You know what I mean? We need yep. to open up the storage room. Yep. It's the same thing. We, yep. we got stuff in storage, yep. right? In, yep. in real life. Yeah. Our body does the same thing with extra extra fat. 100%. Yeah, wow. 100%. That's really cool. Um, also, on the four to 16 hours, one of the most powerful features of fasting kicks in called autophagy, which we already covered. Ooh. 
Um, and so that kicks off during this phase as well. Uh, autophagy is triggered by a reduction in a growth regulator called mTOR. Interesting. Yeah. And this process is basically a spring cleaning for your cells, like I explained in the last podcast. Uh, it gets rid of any of the dead or damaged cellular material, which can otherwise contribute to things like aging, cancer, and chronic disease. Yes. Uh, nice. And then jumping on a little further, so this would be Caleb and I, uh, primarily in this category, the 16 to 24 hours. So once you pass the 16 hour mark, glucose in the cells and glycogen in the liver and muscles begins to dwindle rapidly, which causes you to burn stored fat in order to keep up with your body's need for energy. So this is really where now Incredible. all that glucose is gone and now you're really digging into your um, into your fat cells, right? Wow. So your energy demands at this stage likely haven't changed much, but you're still waking up, working, walking, interacting with people, maybe exercising. So the amount of energy that's needed can be quite significant. And the production of another chemical, AMP, activated protein uh, kinase, uh, mm. is also triggered at this point. And this really increases the amount of autophagy happening all around the body. So at this point, between 16 and 24 hours, your autophagy like kind of kicks it up a notch. This is probably what you're talking about with the, what was it, the 300-fold... Um, uh, autophagy production. Yeah. Your body is is in autophagy 300% yeah, more, more than what it was. Hours, yeah. Interesting. Okay. And then uh, we kind of tapped into this route or into this category, the 24 to 72 hour being that we went to 28 hours. Um, so again, uh, let's see, you pass the 24 hours of fasting, your body enters the state of ketosis. Um, if you're ready to be there, you know, if you haven't been eating a ton of carbs your whole life, essentially, uh, you go into ketosis somewhere around this time where you're reliant on burning your fat stores for energy. Um, and as fat cells are broken down, ketone bodies are created and released into the bloodstream. Ketone bodies act as a fuel for the brain when glucose is scarce. And glucose is your brain's primary source of fuel, but ketone bodies provide the brain with additional benefits aside from glucose. So different properties there. Your brain loves ketones, yeah. right? It loves it's to supposed be, to be like a very clean It's like running on, source. on uh, was it 91 o yeah. octane and yeah. instead of 87, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, and then it says burning ketones can lead to a major uptick in your cognitive performance, mental clarity, and general sense of energy and well-being as you enter into a multi-day fast. So your brain also gets a boost around the 24-hour mark from an increase in production of BDNF, or brain-derived nootropic factor. Pretty dope, dope, honestly. So dope. Right? Yeah, man. Let me get some of that BDNF. Yeah. And so just a heads up, like BDNF, uh, this is like correlated with improving long-term memory, coordination, learning, uh, and reducing the risk of actually Alzheimer's as well. Uh, so That's just incredible. like incredible. And then uh, I'm just gonna cover this last one real quick. So 72 plus hours, this is like <clears throat> your freaking fasting Multi -day, for yeah. days, you know? Uh, so once you've been fasting for three days or more, your body enters a deep state of ketosis. All the previous benefits, autophagy, the uptick in production of bene beneficial chemicals and hormones, fat loss, and mental clarity continue to increase. But with that said, your thyroid hormones also start to get affected as your body starts to think it's starving. Mm. So this is kind of also where I think, um, when I, so, a point that we wanted to hit here as well, and I couldn't find the exact uh, research that was done on this, but I have heard, and Caleb has heard, yeah. that as you fast for a very long period of time, even with inter intermittent fasting, let's mm -hmm. say you do it for a couple months straight without any breaks, what can happen, or at least this is what I've heard, your 
thyroid gland begins to think that you are truly in a state of famine or starvation. Mm. And what it does is whenever you eat, it will store whatever you're eating kind of as fat and starts to have this reverse effect where you were losing weight and now you are putting on weight by anything you eat. This needs to be double checked. You should go research this. I'm not saying this is fact. I'm saying I heard this and I can't remember where I'd heard it, but I felt that it was worth mentioning and nice. being cyclical with your uh, your fasting is huge and really should be something you do. You want to be metabolically flexible, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Sorry. Sorry for that rant. No, that's great. <laughs> that's good stuff, man. Uh, okay, so... Let's see. What did you want to did you want to get into some of the workout portion of it or yeah, what to eat next? Yeah. So you you mentioned autophagy and mTOR. Yes. And so I just kind of want to explain the relationship between those. Okay. Um and this is more from a muscle building um not not like bodybuilding, but like this is just more from a um, perspective of optimizing your fast for muscle growth and for getting getting the best um nutrient benefits when you break your fast okay so um so this is for yeah muscle growth performance and uh, benefits to get nutrients to the cellular level um most of this information was from thomas delauer on youtube he's got some amazing amazing free um videos that are, that are incredible and they go way more in depth and on this mm. so huge shout out to thomas delauer i've been following him for a while and content is amazing oh yeah um, for money and- or for free for free. Oh yeah. That's and, how we like. <laughs> and, and what's really cool about his um his uh content is he makes sure to back everything with science and data. And so everything I'm talking about here, he has pulled from and and I have pulled from his YouTube videos. He has pulled from uh scientific data, up-to-date good quality data. So, let's go into it. So, one kind of thing that you can do to time your workout so to get the best muscular benefit out of your workout so while you're fasted HGH levels human growth hormone levels are spiking or they're increased um, autophagy is happening things like that so you're really getting um, some beautiful benefits from that but what's also happening is because of autophagy and because you're not eating anything you're also suppressing insulin um by a lot, right? Because you're not giving the body anything, it's not it's not spiking insulin. So whenever we eat something, we, we get an insulin spike, no matter what it is, right? Because your body takes it in and, and uses it as fuel. And so the relationship between mTOR and autophagy is really interesting because autophagy is kind of like the cleaning house, right? Mm-hmm. And insulin is spiked, uh, is pushed down with autophagy. So now you're kind of springboarding uh, mTOR, which is really interesting because mTOR and insulin, so insulin is being very low when autophagy is happening and insulin is, as insulin raises and turns on, um, mTOR is activated. And mTOR is kind of like your, your anabolic signaling, which is muscle growth. So it's the body and the muscles cell, cells saying, hey, it's time to rebuild. It's time to build muscle. Um, it's time to feed the muscles. Um, all this, all the nutrients that you're taking in because of that insulin spike. And so what's really neat, if you train, if you take your, your daily workout and you um, put it at the end, like the last hour or so of your workout, which was what Evan and I did. 
Oh, oh, your fast. Oh, yeah, your right workout. There. Okay, okay, gotcha. So gotcha. put it at the end of your 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 um, fast. Okay. So so like us, we we did a twenty four hour fast, right? Which ended around um, eleven or twelve, right? And so we worked right. out around eleven or twelve today. Yep. And um, then we broke our fast very specifically. But the reason why you want to train um, while in that fasted state is really really cool. So not only now autophagy is is up because you're in that fasted state now you're going to even increase it a little bit more by pushing the body a little mm. bit now right so okay. now you're you're creating a demand on the system on our on our body and now you're starting to kind of multiply that autophagy effects so that's a benefit um, fasting also increases they're called cata- catecholamines which burn fat and increase blood flow to muscles um, and this is where it gets really interesting and a bit scientific but it's very cool but um, essentially your body is triggered to burn fat for fuel and it actually starts to preserve muscles because what it's doing is actually constricting blood vessels and not sending so much blood to lesser muscles but now it's targeting bigger muscle groups it's kind of a survival mechanism built in it's now targeting bigger muscle groups and sending more blood flow to those areas so now your 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 blood is isolated to larger muscles and muscle groups so say if you're doing squats Mm -hmm. your legs are getting an extra extra pump your your chest if you're doing you know what i mean these bigger muscle groups or if you're working back your bigger muscle groups are getting a huge significant increase in blood flow interesting and then so now you've got it isolated blood flow to larger muscles you've got forced blood flow into these these areas because you're you're working out on top of that and then um kind of a little formula that uh that thomas delauer broke down was because you increase your output so that's the the blood flow and and that equals more strength and then obviously more strength equals more muscle Mm -hmm. right so now you've just like two-folded the benefits of your fasting for your your muscle and your skeletal structure especially wow. so it's 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 not only muscular but it's also skeletal because of all that blood flow it's it's incredible um now mTOR so this is when you're you're kind of breaking your fast um because when you're fasting, your, your insulin is low, right? So right. it's kind of like you're springboarding mTOR. So now we just worked out. We um, haven't been eating anything. So autophagy is happening and we're forced. We've, we've pushed mTOR way, way down. And so now it's being spring. It's going to be spring loaded once we have a little bit of a carb or a protein or something to break our fast. It's going to shoot that insulin up, but not, not too crazy like sugar would. And that's why that's one of the things you don't want to have when you break your fast is sugar or dairy or um, something else that's going to spike your insulin like a crazy amount. Yep. So um, what's going to happen is you're going to actually catch that window of insulin spike and mTOR being turned on a little aggressively. And now you're going to put nutrients into that window and send them directly to the muscles, which is really interesting. It just, it's just cool how, how, insulin spikes as soon as we break the fast right autophagy is turned off because now we have insulin in the body Mm -hmm. and and autophagy is is, does it it's turned off so it doesn't need to work anymore and now mTOR is turned on and the body is taking in all these nutrients and delivering them directly to the muscles it's incredible wow that it almost makes me think of like it's kind of a long uh, yeah no but it's it's good info i i was kind of thinking like it almost sounds like 
if when you're in a fast, if you were to go once again, like primal kind of style on it, you know, your body gets some food and immediately it's like, I'm putting this to use right, right now. Exactly. Let's go. Fo- and then also with the blood flow, only going to the major muscle groups is very interesting. Yeah. Because it's almost like these are the most important muscles for doing specific actions, you know, lifting or hunting or something like that. Mm-hmm. So let's send the blood flow there specifically, right? right? Absolutely. Dude, the the intelligence contained in the body is yeah. insane. It's crazy. If you just <laughs> if you just uh if you just look up on YouTube mTOR um fasting Thomas DeLauer, you'll find a really, really cool um, information and videos. Wow. Um, So now too much mTOR is, I think Evan mentioned about this earlier about, um, so it's, mTOR is your your, um, triggering uh, protein synthesis, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you're you're triggering the building blocks of the body. Whereas autophagy is the opposite. It's kind of the cleaning house. It's kind of pausing mTOR and cleaning out. Um, but with mTOR being elevated all the time, like like it would be in a um, in a carb-centric diet or in like a, like a sugar-centric diet, that might not be the best thing because you're not able to burn fat as easy. And it also it triggers, you might have easier tumor growth. You mm-hmm. might have accelerated yes. yeah, aging. You might have... Um, all types of adverse effects because mTOR is turned on all the time. So that's just another way of benefiting from fasting oh. is turning that mTOR off and having the, giving the body, again, the ability to kind of reset and create a better metabolic uh, machinery, which as like Mark Sisson likes to, to mention. Okay. So that's pretty cool. Metabolic machinery is what we're, what we're going for. Um, I think I had something else. So now when we when we break the fast, it's important. Um, do you want to jump into that or no? Oh, man, continue on. Like, yeah. Sorry, hold on. What, uh, about breaking the fast, like what we ate or what? Oh, yeah, yeah. So we could we could talk about what we ate. Okay. To, um, well, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, in, in terms of I, I really wanted to hit on also how important it is. Um, so the first meal that you have is pretty important and you want it to be benefit your system as opposed to as to hurt it you know Mm -hmm. after you did this long fast that's you know gonna take some willpower you want to make sure that you still have the willpower to feed yourself the beneficial stuff so for example um you know if you wanted to do bone broth which has some really gut healing properties to it that's a great idea yes uh that's huge Mm -hmm. um you know, doing something that's very gentle and soft on your stomach. You could even do like a, um, uh, like a vegetable juice, like mm-hmm. celery juice or something, yeah. or, um, you know, even some of these supplements have a good, uh, you know, combination of different macro or micronutrients mm-hmm. and, uh, like spirulina and all those. So, uh, those are a good idea as well. And then while you're going through the fast and I'm going to let Caleb kind of explain how he chose what foods we ate after <laughs> our fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But during the fast, you also want to really make sure that you're taking, um, you're eating salt. So salt is okay to have on your fast. It's not gonna break you out of your fast. And you just wanna add a little bit into your water. And the reason is, is because, uh, for example, like when you eat low carbs, you produce far less insulin, like we just covered. And uh, that's part of the reason why you lose weight and feel steady energy, blah, 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 all that. But low stable insulin also tells your kidneys to start excreting sodium Mm. along with extra water you were using for the carb stores. Because carbohydrates store 
a lot of water, carb, mm. hydrate, uh, hard hydrate in there, right? Like carbohydrate. Wow. And uh, that's why the bloating goes down dramatically in the first couple weeks on a low carb diet. Mm. You actually pee out a lot of the uh, bloat, like the water. But uh, losing water weight is obviously nice, you know, because you lose weight. But if you aren't repl- replenishing all of the sodium your kidneys are pumping out, uh, you can end up with dehydration, headaches, and fatigue, which oh, can wow. happen a lot on a fast. Yeah, I've been there. It's just, yeah. It's just not fun. Brain fog and yeah headache yes yeah uh, so that's why salt and uh, not just any salt yeah, <laughs> gotta get that good, good quality sea salt, salt pink himalayan salt yes. something with the trace minerals they should yeah. tend to have somewhere around 80 to 84 to 87 trace minerals in you them. use real salt right called, I, I use redmond's real salt, real salt or real salt. um uh nice. just any of the himalayan sea salts or what's the, is it celtic celtic yeah, celtic yeah, sea celtic salt that sea one's salt. solid great uh those are all good and then uh salt is our friend it's absolutely yeah, our friend time. and especially on There's a fast a, we we yeah man that's a whole podcast on salt we should we should do yeah <laughs> for real no salt salt really does deserve its own uh podcast so uh yeah and then there's also issues with the adrenals and sodium and potassium levels so essentially just making sure that you are staying uh mineralized basically is is so important uh yeah and so that's that's pretty much it so if you want to talk about what we ate and why you yeah yeah that so um yeah, Evan's exactly right as far as breaking fast with uh, something light. You don't want to have a huge meal like right off the bat. You know what I mean? Um, a couple other things is really cool. So after this fast, so when you're in this fasted state, your cells are all they're kind of refreshed. They're they're ready to take in nutrients, um, and you're actually going to get better nutrient absorption through those cells. Oh wow! And so it's very important to give it something nutritious, right? right? The last thing you want to have is like sugar or some crappy carbs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, That'd be ridiculous. A really good thing to break the fast with from, from a performance perspective and muscle growth perspective is a really lean protein. So, um, I think just because of the gut benefits, bone broth is probably one of the best things you can 100%. do. Just Love because it. it's got all the collagen, yep. it's got all the connective tissues that mm-hmm. are broken down, mm-hmm. um, and it's really beneficial for the gut, mm-hmm. which we had just repaired and, mm-hmm. and have nice fresh gut lining. And so um, uh, a bone broth, a lean protein shake is a good option as well, um, like a pea protein. Um, I don't know, I don't think whey protein is probably the best option. Um, especially for some people sensitive to dairy. So I would probably stay away from that. Um, but yeah, today we broke our fat. Oh, and then, and then a a simple, like a, like a carb, like, um, like rice, white rice, rice cakes, um, a baked potato even is really Mm -hmm. good, but actually, um, baked potato and cooled down is even better because it has some resistant starch in it, which is good. You're also going to feed not only yourself, but also the, um, the good, bacteria in your in your in your gut as yep. well um and you can do that with white rice i believe as well like let the white rice cool down and so then you're feeding the um the bacteria in your gut but those this is really important because now you're going to we have just suppressed the um insulin and so now we want to turn on that auto, auto, um we want to turn on mTOR, right? Because now we're going to break our fast and we know that this insulin spike is going to happen. And now we're going to have a small window of, um, 
really accelerated muscle uh, delivery, nutrient delivery to the muscles, right? So like we worked out and then what we did is we we got home and we had some, we had busted out some bone broth. Yep. Just a few ounces, a little coffee cup. Yep. So that automatically spiked our insulin a little bit and now we know that mTOR has kicked on. So once once you have eaten something, once you once you start eating it, mTOR is is kind of the springboard is lifted off of mTOR mm. and it starts to go. So now the body's like, all right, it's time to to uh, build and develop. Right, it's okay. time to rebuild these muscles. And so what we did is we gave it, we gave our bodies a rice cake. So we ate one rice cake. And then we also ate a piece of fruit. So we had a half of an orange. And this is kind of a, this is all from from Thomas DeLauer. This is great information from him. Um, And kind of the the way to look at this is is the body has, or the digestive system is like, like buses, right? Like it's a bus station. And so glucose that we got from the carbs and a little bit from the, uh, and the protein from the bone broth, um, that goes on a certain number of buses, right? And those get delivered some certain way to muscles, which I, <laughs> I, I don't know exactly right, right. the way, but uh, if you watch his video, you can, you can go and check it out. And then, so it's, it's the glucose. So that's the carbs. And then you've got your fructose from the, the orange or maybe a half of a, an apple or something. And that kind of takes another bus. And then you want, like Evan said, getting that sodium in um, is really vital because sodium is kind of like a, um, it's kind of like the gatekeeper to let in nutrients into the cells. So with those three, you'll be really good breaking a fast. And then the timing. So you just want to have that little meal. And Evan and I did this about an hour ago now, hour and a half ago now, because we've been recording this. And so we did this and now our body and our digestive system is ready to take on a full meal. Right. So it's not only um, the discipline too fast, mm-hmm. but it's also the discipline to just have a small meal mm-hmm. and feel good yeah. and then be ready for your full meal. Yeah. So that's just like, you can get a lot of benefits from the muscle growth and from doing that kind of that way um, of breaking the fast. And that's really important. So now we're going to have some, um, some salmon yes, and some, some now sprouts. we're going to have some veggies. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's kind of how you, you break the fast from a from a performance and muscle growth standpoint um, and just overall, like if, if you want to optimize on on the benefits of that, just make sure to get something nourishing, something um, not sugar laden. You don't want to yeah, have like candy no processed bar. foods. Yeah, no processed foods. The last thing you want to do while no crappy oils, no while, canola oil. Exactly. Yeah. I was just going to say yeah. that. Like, don't go for a salad drenched in a bunch of, of salad dressing with, yeah, with improper, with bad oils or something, mm-hmm. um, or like some fried foods. Yeah, That's going to be terrible fried. because now you're just going to stuff those muscles. Well, actually, you're not going to stuff the muscles. Your body's going to sense that because it's such a huge glucose spike. Your body's, or insulin spike, your body is going to go, okay, we can take this and store it for later. Uh, so now you're actually uh, not even going to get a lot of the benefits. Yeah. And so, um, that's, yeah, that's why you, you don't really want to break your fast with a fat necessarily, um, or a carb and definitely, or a fat and a carb combined because those will both spike the, uh, insulin way high and your body will actually kind of grab it and store it. And so huh. you, 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 yeah. So it's a, it's a, um, 
it's kind of like a fine line, yeah. you know? Um, but like omega-3, like in the fish that we're going to eat, right, right. is really good because it's, it's actually a, a really good building block in the protein synthesis. Right. There's something that happens in the body with omega-3s that, right. that allows it to be okay. Um, but yeah. That's interesting though with the, mm-hmm. uh, the fat and the carb not being the best thing to break because I know yeah. fats tend to help slow the insulin spike of a carb when you eat it, which is kind of, you know, interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, like there's, like I said, there's a lot that we are still learning about this too. Um, But what I thought was super interesting, Caleb, was, Mm -hmm. so you're you're essentially saying that if you're doing a fast, you want to do your, if if you want to receive the muscle benefits, I guess, you would do your workout right before you end your fast. Yep. Then follow this formula for food to then make sure that your mTOR Mm -hmm. helps to really specifically build your muscles right then. Like it's going to be a, a, you know, an increased amount of mTOR that would, you know, build your muscles even more so than it would if you were just eating normal three meals a day kind of deal. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Wow. It's pretty cool. I like that a lot. Time. time I better see some gains tomorrow morning, bro. That's right. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) That's cool. Heck yeah. Um, So yeah. Nice. Yeah. And that's, that's all like, again, from Thomas DeLauer Mm. um, and his information that he puts out on YouTube is incredible. Right. No, that's great. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we are almost here at the end of the podcast. I just have two more points that I would like to hit on. Nice. One is just a very simple thing. And that is that what's super interesting is, you know, fasting isn't just a health trend. It is also a religious thing. Mm. You know, there's a lot of fasting that goes on in religions. You know, you take Islam, for example, they do Ramadan and they are fasting from sunrise to sundown, right? I believe this is how that goes. So they do that fast. I'm not sure how long they do that for, but it's for a while. Um, You have, there's something in the uh, Catholic religion where, um, they go without like you choose something and you go without it for so many months. I can't remember what it's called, but you you can choose whatever you want. I had a coworker. She did uh, chocolate. She didn't eat chocolate for a while. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Um, but it could be anything. It could be TV or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and just in general, I know the, uh, the Jewish face faith as well does something with, um, uh, one of their holidays, they fast all day and then they have like the meal at the end. I, I have no idea, honestly. I'm not Jewish. Sorry, guys. Uh, but, you know, just just wanted to highlight. It's very interesting um, because there is kind of this mental clarity, I would say, you get with yeah, uh, fasting that makes you feel a little more connected to mm. not only your body, but your surrounding, yeah. I would say, right? Yeah, for um, sure. So, any... Anything you no, want to throw on that? I think that's great. Yeah. It, like I said earlier, it's just kind of taking away a um, a variable out of the equation, right? Food, you know? And it's just like you, your body, whatever you're doing, it's just, that's it, you yeah. know? So it's pretty it's pretty cool. I like that benefit mm-hmm. and that aspect of it. Definitely definitely spiritual for me. And I noticed too, like breath work on a fast, in a fasted state is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we did that last time yeah. I was here. I, I was fasted as well. And it's just, it's just cool. Every, everything seems to be like a little more heightened, Mm -hmm. you know, and a little more present. Um, yeah, try it out. I would urge, you know, I think it's, it's something safe for a lot of people to try. Mm -hmm. Definitely check with your, with your doctor if you have any pre, pre, um, existing conditions or anything. We are definitely not physicians. Right. We are just, uh, enthusiasts of of health, you know? And, And on that note, um, if you would like to try fasting, first off, you could 
directly contact Caleb or I and work with us personally. And we would be happy to walk you through fasting, health in general, getting connected to your body, your diet, all of that. But just to give you guys some free information for being a podcast listener, and I thank you all so much for that. um, If you want to start fasting, here would be my recommendation. And Caleb will happily hop on if he has add-ons to this or a different style. And that is, I would say, if you have never fasted before, go simple. Start with doing maybe a 12 hour fast. Yep. If you can do this, like Caleb said, two hours before bedtime, two hours in the morning, plus eight hours of sleep, that Mm -hmm. will give you a 12 hour fast. If you can do that, which you can, it's a very mental process, honestly. You're not gonna die. No, you're not gonna die. (laughs) Then slowly start to increase from there. I would say personally, I find it easier to go without breakfast, although if you find it easier to go without dinner, that's fine. You can choose whichever route you want to go, and the ideal area you would want to try to get to is probably about 16 hours. Now, the reason I like doing a morning fast is because I'm a big coffee drinker and Mm -hmm. tea drinker, and you can have coffee and tea without any milk or sugar or anything added in it, so yes, you have to take black coffee. Yeah, as soon as you you introduce milk into the equation, remember your spiking that insulin yeah you're done you're out of you're out of your fast yep yeah um and then also the tea and coffee have i believe it's prebiotic fibers which help to feed the gut bacteria the good gut bacteria that are hungry and are sending signals to your brain saying feed me Mm -hmm. so when you do that it does help to calm them down and makes your fast a little easier and essentially 16 hours is a sweet spot that is um an intermittent fast right there anything beyond that is up to you and it's also very empowering right totally and if you're super hungry like oh i can't do it anymore it's probably a good idea if you are super hungry to take a um a prebiotic fiber Mm -hmm. supplement yes um, I think Dave Asprey talks about this pretty extensively um, because your body, so with that prebiotic fiber and like it, what is in a coffee, your body actually can't even digest that. It's not, it's like a, it's an insoluble fiber. I think it is right. It's, yeah, uh, I don't know if that's, or but not, yeah, not insoluble. no, yeah, no, yeah. no, I, no, I think you're right. It's just right. your body doesn't digest it. Yes. What you're feeding is actually your gut bacteria. Right. And so um, this is a good thing. It's not like a bad thing um, unless you have some crazy, crazy bacteria going on in there yeah. but as we know and I think I've mentioned this before on a previous podcast is we are like we're just a speck of dust compared to the amount of, of bacteria and different cells or not cells but different um Cells, uh, uh, viruses, viruses, bacteria, bacteria everything. Uh, yeah, yeah. In Organic our matter. Just yeah, in, in general, our system. Yeah. So, if you take a little bit of, uh, if you take a prebiotic fiber, you you won't be pulled out of your fast so much. Um, it'll be a little bit maybe, but not. I don't think much to, to no, worry about, it should, it or maybe not even at all. So, and it's really good because you're mm-hmm. feeding that gut bacteria mm-hmm. so that they're they're not. Um, eating your your stomach lining that instead they're eating this prebiotic fiber so that's probably a good call if you're if you're new to it maybe get some ask us a question Mm -hmm. or or, uh, shoot us a dm Mm -hmm. um, and ask us maybe a good supplement to take or something of prebiotic fiber there's no 100 percent that that's so accurate caleb i i thank you for mentioning that um it, it will it will really help and then also um there is 
Uh, let's see. Okay, so the activated charcoal, you should, if it's your first time doing this, you're also going to want to probably take that just in case you do have any keto try flu that. symptoms. Yeah. Do you take it in the morning or while you're fasting? Um, you can take it at any point in your fast pretty much, nice. but probably would want to... If I were, actually, I never really did it. So, uh, but I believe it's, if you take it probably, I wouldn't say in the very beginning of your fast, you'd probably yeah. want to take like midway through your fast okay, or, cool. or, or maybe a little bit earlier on. So it has yeah. time to digest, yeah. but, um, yeah, you want to do that. And then also you can do a traditional bulletproof coffee in the morning mm -hmm. and that will still relatively keep you in a fast. It might, yeah. it might raise insulin a little bit because fat does raise insulin a little bit, but yeah. if you're only doing the recommended amount, which I think is like a tablespoon of butter and a tablespoon of MCT oil, you should still stay in a fasting state. And uh, as long as you don't add any um, protein like collagen or something, because yeah. collagen would spike the insulin. Right. So. But yeah, that's that's pretty much what I would recommend if you nice. wanted to give this a try and just be easy with yourself. Don't don't you don't have to go crazy the first time. Don't don't jump into a 36 hour fast on your first try like or a multi day. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, just start start small. 12 go, hours, go 12 hours, you know, it. build it up, skip breakfast. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you're going to feel some amazing benefits down the down the road. So um, I hope you all found some incredible knowledge in this podcast and something that you are able to apply to your lives right now and oh, aside yeah. from that do you have any uh closing statements caleb can you please tell people where to reach you at yeah. how best interact with you yeah. how um, to meet up with this little lion of a man over here <laughs> um definitely the best way to reach out is uh via um instagram caleb wood fitness on instagram um yeah shoot me a dm go check out some of my content if you if you like it feel free to share with some friends um but definitely reach out to me i'm, I'm usually on there every other day or every day or so and so um always always looking to hear back from people um yeah i don't really have anything else just stay primal and fast yeah. I love it. <laughs> Guys, Caleb is a longtime friend of mine and a super sweet guy. He's not going to bite if you reach out to him. So feel free to. He's a super awesome person and just a great human being. And obviously, we are into a lot of the same stuff. So yeah. it's been great for us to reconnect awesome, here. Yeah. Um, Caleb, you, thank you so much, man. Thank you. Absolutely. Love you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Right on. Another one in the books. Yeah. This is, uh, you know, just the first of many, everybody. So you'll see Caleb again. No worries on that. All right, everybody, do everything with good intentions and peace. Peace. This podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. Evan Roberts is not a medical professional, and this podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. Statements and views expressed on this show are not medical advice. This podcast, including Evan Roberts and any guests on the show, disclaims responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained in this episode. If you think you have a medical problem, please consult a medical professional.